Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bibbity Boss Podcast. I am honored because today we have a very special guest with us. I have Jacob with Capital Merman. He is a professional merman, and he has a heart of gold. Welcome, Jacob. How are you? Um, I am great. I'm happy it's Thursday. We're one day closer to the weekend. Um, I can't be more excited. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so obviously our theme for this month was mermaids, and I know very little about mermaids, but I would Mm -hmm. consider you an expert, even though you consider yourself a guppy, I consider you an expert. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started in mermaiding? Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in swimming or just, excuse me, in the water in general, when I was about three years old. My mom took my older sister to a swim lesson or swim practice and was really focused on my sister and her getting better. Uh, My parents were always really involved in both her and I being in swimming and were very supportive. So when my sister was at a swim practice, I couldn't swim quite yet. My mom was so intently watching my sister that she so happened to look down to her right and notice in the forefoot section a small child swimming and thought, wow, that kid's a really good swimmer. And she didn't realize it was me until I picked my head up and took a breath. Um, So I have a very weird way that I got into the water. Most people are like I had swim lessons or my or my parents threw me in or something like that. I was kind of neglected as a child um, for a quick hot second. And that's how I got into it. And then I was just always fascinated with The Little Mermaid, um, but in a different way. A lot of people were, a a lot of people in our community got involved in mermaiding because of a TV show or a movie, whether it be Splash, The Little Mermaid, The 13th Year, H2O, Mako Mermaids, that type of thing, um, because they just saw mermaids and thought it was amazing. I didn't think the same thing. I got involved in mermaiding because I saw The Little Mermaid and thought, wow, the colors are amazing the uh texture or the look of things look so cool so i just like wanted to experience that it's not necessarily that mermaids are cool and i wanted to be a mermaid i just thought wow what is how cool is it to live in a world like that because i thought it was just so colorful magical um so i was always obsessed with a little mermaid um my mom got me little mermaid dolls things like that so i was always very fascinated with the colors and i was also very gifted swimmer um i think i was uh blessed with that, having the natural ability to swim, especially at a young age, not ever being taught, literally just threw myself in the water after watching people. And it's kind of been history since. Uh, I was a programs manager of an aquatic facility down in Richmond, Virginia. And one of my coworkers slash employees brought her mermaid tail to work every now and then. I always thought that was really cool. I always knew there were mermaid tails out there, but I never thought about buying myself one until one day she convinced me to get one. It was like a Labor Day sale and it was from Mer Taylor. And I always followed 
the Mer Taylor on Instagram for years and always thought it was really cool and always debated about getting a tail from them. And she literally held my hand as I clicked the submit button on the order. And ever since then, I've been involved, um, just befriended certain people um, that were willing to talk to me and be open and be friends and help me and um, help me learn. And it's just kind of been ongoing ever since. That's amazing. And what an incredible story. I'm pretty sure you were definitely an aquatic creature in a past life. <laughs> I think I definitely was. <laughs> yep, definitely. And then, so you have incredible tales. I know I've looked, I've scoured all of your images on social media. I have definitely done some Insta stalking. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit how the progression of purchasing tales for you has been and then what that looks like in your personal life? <laughs> Um, progression is definitely an interesting word for that. Uh, like I said, my first order was literally having a, I think I was like 23, 24 at the time. I literally had a 20 year old holding my hand, like physically holding my hand as I was submitting the order on my first tail. They can be quite expensive, but they're definitely worth it. If it's something you want to get involved with, there's different types of tails out there. Um, there's the hybrid tails. And then there's the full silicone tails. Um, full silicone tails um, can also be somewhat hybrid, but it's usually silicone as the material. Um, and it depends on your pocket and what you want to buy, what you want to go for, how versatile you want your looks to be. Um, it's not always based on getting the most expensive is <clears throat> the best one to get um, because that's not always the case. It's dependent on what you're going for your look um, as well as your swimming ability. Um, so progression of tails, I usually tell people if they're going to get interested in swimming, they haven't, they don't have a lot of swimming experience, but they at least want to learn how to swim in a tail. I usually tell them to get a plexiplastic monofin with a fabric, um, skin, which is kind of like a big sock that goes from your feet all the way up to your waist. And that plexiplastic monofin takes a, ill experienced or unexperienced swimmer and makes it a lot easier for them because the plastic is um, lightweight or almost completely neutrally buoyant in the water or sometimes even buoyant in the water. And because it's so hard, the slightest movement gives you any form of support while moving. So it's almost effortless. However, as soon as you start diving into big vinyl, big silicone or full silicone tails, swimming ability needs to increase. So there's that safety factor as well as your ability to fork the money from your pocket. And then in regards to design, it depends. If you want to have a very versatile look and you want to be able to change it up every now and then, you want to get a fabric tail. If you have a very specific look that you're going for, you know that's your look, buy that one silicone tail and you know that fits you and your personality. So it kind of depends on what you want. Right. Most of, I know that most of the people listening to this are probably going to go with Ariel first. So which mm -hmm. one would you recommend for Ariel? Um, for me, I, uh, I'm a very close friend to the owner of Moore Taylor. Um, and I'll uh, occasionally represent them at events, um, like this two weekends ago at, uh, the national mermaid convention. Um, but they have a half silicone, half fabric tail called the Emerald Princess that was specifically designed and inspired from the Little Mermaid. It's green and the, the shaft of the tail goes all the way down to the base compared to other mermaid tails. So definitely get that as well as look into um, the guppy tails, the kids and adult guppy tails from Mer Taylor. They're um, some of the best ones out there for inexperienced swimmers. 
Whoa, and maybe you have some experience on this as well. What would you recommend for tops? For tops, um, I would definitely recommend, um, for me personally, based on my experience with certain friends who have tops, um, some small top makers out there are really good um, because they'll take a lot of time to make sure everything fits perfectly before it's designed perfectly. So they'll make sure you feel comfortable, everything's held in place. Um, if you want a silicone top, you can certainly go with um, a Carol top. Those are really good. Um, Morbella tops are like one of the top prize tops in the world. They're very rare. And if you if, if Morbella is selling one, I suggest grabbing it because not only are they designed really well, but the paint job is spectacular. But those Carol tops are really good. They um, are designed by Mermaid Carol. Um, she paints them, molds them, that type of thing. Um, and she's really a wonderful, kind person. And I think she's great to work with. In regards to fabric tops, I think Mer Taylor is one of the best out there simply because there's different designs. And he actually just recently, or is about to come out with a sports um, inspired top. So it's kind of like a sports bra and it's very plus size friendly because I know a lot of plus size mermaids that have tried this on. They say the side of it really comes down and they complained that there was some bulging always at the bottom and the side of, at the back of them when they would wear sports bras. Um, and when they tried on the Mer Taylor one, it actually covered everything up and made them feel more confident. So um, for fabric tops, I really suggest Mer Taylor, especially with the fact that Mer Taylor can get you a fabric top in all of their designs that matches any fabric tail that you buy. That's amazing. You're so knowledgeable. You're the, you're literally the best mermaid I could have ever merman I could have ever had on the podcast. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the most knowledgeable, but if you ask me anything about Mer Taylor products, I'm more than likely can answer. Well, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> Thank you. And um, so that being said, I'll probably include some of these links that Jacob's going to provide to me with all this information for where you can purchase different gear. So please stay tuned or hit in the description below for that information. Now, that being said, how long in total have you been mermanning? Um, I purchased my first tail in 2019 in October. Because like I said, it was a Labor Day sale. And I think Labor Day is in October. Or no, I purchased it in I purchased it in Labor Day of 2019 and I got it right before Halloween in 2019. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then so so you've been at this for about three or four years now. Mm -hmm. uh, how has your experience been? with the community because i'm not familiar with the mermaid community yeah. at all i'm only familiar with the princess community so how has that been our community is quite interesting and very unique because the style or the theme or the um topic of our community is literally to invite and embrace the outsiders the um unloved the the forgotten people in our society. And it, that's the beautiful thing about the mermaid community is that anybody who wants to literally just be involved, we will welcome them. So I think it's one of the more accepting um, cosplay communities out there, if you want to consider it cosplay, simply because we're, we are absolutely body plus friendly, um, body image friendly, um, mainly because being a mermaid sometimes or a majority of the time, your body is going to be exposed compared to dressing up like a Marvel character where, you know, they wear a lot more clothing than we do. So because of that, we have learned to be more body positive, be more accepting of gender expression and sexual orientation 
as well as race. Um, and I mean, I think race is something that any community can really improve on in regards to diversity. So we're really, um, there's been kind of a turning point in our community recently where we are trying to focus on more diversifying and reaching out to people of color who want to be mermaids and mermen um, and inviting them more so than just typical marketing to just the general public, simply because we know from people who are already in our community who are people of color, they themselves feel somewhat neglected. And we've kind of translated that into, you know, people who are just interested how neglected or how unwanted do they feel. So we want to make sure we're eliminating that as much as possible, that everyone feels as welcome as possible and encouraged. Um, I think our community overall is great. I mean, I think any community definitely has its, um, you know, fixer uppers. And I don't mean that as in regards to people, I mean that more as to, you know, how do people approach certain things? How do people approach conversations? Um, how do people approach certain problematic things going on? And we um, need to be able to coach everyone in regards to making sure that are we handling certain situations in the best way possible to make sure our community does continue growing and getting better. So I think every community has that um, issue in regards to certain things coming up. But I think our community is one of the best ones out there in regards to cosplay. I love that. And I agree completely. And I feel like a big part of that is because there haven't been that many um, quote unquote mermaid characters in mm -hmm. cosplay that have given like, okay, this is the representation via the cartoon for this character, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's so much more uh, openness when it comes yeah. to allowing all people, all colors, all races. And that's how it should be for any industry, really. I yes. mean, anyone should be able to cosplay as whatever character, whatever they want. You know what I mean? It should mm -hmm. be very inclusive. And it's, we need to really get past the superficiality of these characters and move towards how does it make me feel whenever I um, pursue this artistic side of myself? And how do I yeah. want to show up in the world? Not so much just about copying what someone else is doing, but how does this what does this mean to me and how am I going to use it to help make a positive impact in the world? And I really feel like that's what you're doing. Well, I, I, I think I'm doing my part in it. Um, I don't, I think I definitely have a lot of outlooks in regards to our community and that's just one of them, but there are some definitely some, there are definitely some very proficient and important people in the Murrah community that are headlining that. And I applaud them for definitely taking that on because I am not the most knowledgeable. I am not the um, most, like, I guess I'm not, I'm not the best person to headline this type of thing. I, I think there are a few people out there um, to name one of them, Shay Monique, who is a plus size queer person of color in the Merck community. And I think she does an absolutely beautiful job of doing this. She handles everything with grace and positivity. I've never seen anyone in this community be able to take a, a, a very risky or um, touchy subject to talk about and be able to just to turn it into a powerful but yet positive um, word going forward. I think she does an absolutely beautiful job of doing that. And I think, as you said, every community should be able to do it in regards to, you know, trying to draw people in. And that's the unfortunate thing is, um, that's the fortunate and unfortunate thing that our community has had this turning point where we are looking outwards instead of inward. We're looking outwards and inwards at the same time. I wanted to correct myself. Outwards and inwards. We're trying to look inwards in regards to how are we representing ourselves as the community 
that way people outside the community feel invited. Um, and I think that's the beautiful thing that Shane Monique is really trying to push for, and I applaud her in doing that. I love that. And it's really, I mean, it's not just enough, like you mentioned, to bring these important issues to light, but it's also important how you do it. And it's mm -hmm. important to not um, bully people, to not outcast people, to not promote this cycle of hate, because oftentimes, yeah. and I can only speak from the Princess Party community, um, the people that the people that have the loudest voices in my community and right now, and this is why I created Bippity is because before I created Bippity, the people that had the loudest, loudest voices in my community um, that were saying like inclusivity and, yeah. you know, everyone's invited and all that, they were also the ones spreading the most hate. They were mm -hmm. also the ones being toxic and cancel yeah. culturing people and um, not yeah. hearing people out and judging people. And it was awful to see. And, um, we really have to be the change, you know? Yes, absolutely. I think for someone to be able to grow outwards, they also have to make sure the inside of the community is dense and strong. And I think it's beautiful that two weekends ago at the National Marbay Commission, a lot of the top people in our industry really hung out with each other and discussed these type of topics, but while also hanging out with each other, made sure that they included people that you know, lived in parts of the country or parts of the world that, you know, don't have a lot of mer people. So we were always inviting people on the outside to come hang out. Um, while also being at the top of the industry, we were discussing these topics um, the entire weekend. So yeah, definitely in order to look outwards, you have to look inwards. I love that. I love that. And then to give everyone a little bit of more information regarding um, how you feel about pursuing mermaning professionally, uh, would you feel comfortable with that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know that you have a few jobs to support yourself and your career. Uh, yeah. How does professional mermaning feel to you? Because I know with some people, um, especially I just had an interview with one of my uh, girls in Oregon, and she mentioned that she pursued, you know, owning a character entertainment company and found that she did not have any joy in the business side of it. Mm -hmm. She did not have any passion for it. And she only wanted to do it as a nonprofit. And I thought yeah. that was beautiful, not because there's a right way or wrong way of doing things, but it's beautiful because she realized that that for herself and she mm -hmm. came to that conclusion and then she, you know, moved forward with it. And I feel like that's the important part is like, know thyself. Right. So how, yeah. so what makes up Jacob? Um, so yeah, no, definitely having multiple jobs can be quite stressful, but I've always been a hardworking individual. I always love moving and doing things. Um, when COVID started, I definitely got really worried because a lot of people, I think a lot of people got worried because they were worried about income and things like that. I was more worried, like, what am I going to do if I do get furloughed? Because <laughs> I just, I'm one of those people, I have to constantly be doing something, um, which kind of perfectly translates into being a professional merman. Any sort of project that I work on that involves mermaiding or the mermaid community, I get thrilled about. Um, if someone reaches out to me and they want to collaborate, which I'm very happy that you reached out to me, I get super excited about it simply because it's another project that I'm working on. It's something that I'm adding to my to-do list. And I love doing that, even though my to-do list definitely gives me anxiety sometimes. I look forward to getting another thing checked off from that because it just feels like I'm accomplishing another thing after another thing after another thing. However, in regards to what is it to be a professional merman, 
that's kind of a um, blanketed question simply because people look at the mermaid community and how to be involved in the mermaid community. They think they have to own a tail, know how to swim and have a place to swim. And that's absolutely untrue. Um, I don't know quite a lot about, you know, the princess party cosplay world. I don't know a lot. The only thing I can speak on in regards to the mermaid community is that literally you don't have to own a single tail to be a professional merman. I know that sounds very strange to hear. Um, I've explained to a few people who have actually brought this up to me. I think of being involved in the mermaid community as being part of a wheel and there's multiple spokes to a wheel in order to hold the whole wheel um, together and keep it moving. Now, there are people in the mermaid community that do own a tail and like swimming around. They don't necessarily post pictures. They don't necessarily post videos, but they like being involved, being part of discussions, being part of Facebook groups, feeling like they're part of a community, that sense of unity. Those are what I call professional hobbyists. They're hobbyists. They don't pursue anything that involves an income, or any form of social media influence, but they professionally do this as a hobby and they do it well because they are what makes up about 70% of our community. And that's the beautiful thing is they're the ones that help support each other, people who wanna get involved. If someone's reaching out, they're one of the first ones to comment or message on something before the actual people who are higher up in our community even have the ability to do it. They're usually the first ones. So I usually either call them our professional hobbyists or our greeters because they are so welcoming and inviting because they know what it's like to, you know, be part of a team or have that sense of unity. Another part of the mermaid community are artists, the people that actually design all these tops, um, fabric tails, silicone tails, sculptors, painters, anything of that nature. Those are our artists. They're the ones that actually have something in their mind or they're able to take something from someone else's influence and actually create it. So if it weren't for them, a lot of us wouldn't even be around. There's the professional social media influencers. They don't necessarily swim every week. They don't swim every month, but they are the ones that are modeling photos. They're the ones that are getting those products out there, marketing themselves, marketing a mermaid retreats. Cause I know you're now doing a retreat yourself. We have mermaid retreats that certify people in free diving, scuba diving, lifeguarding, lifeguard instructing, um, open water safety rescue, those types of things. It's so that's the beautiful thing about those social media influencers is they take it to that level. There's also the photographers and videographers, people who specialize in underwater photography, which is actually a very niche group of people. Underwater photography is not a big community. And a lot of underwater photographers who do this professionally and know other people who want to learn how to do underwater photography, they end up bringing their apprentices or students to mermaid shoots because we're one of the easiest people to work with because we are professional models compared to somebody who walks on a runway and you try to throw them into a pool. We actually know how to do those type of things. Um, I mean, it's a big, there's many spokes to the wheel. So being a professional merman doesn't necessarily mean owning a tail. Right. And, and I would like to add in on that because for me personally, I've been a professional model for Kali. I think it's like 12 years now. And um, I never really did any water, anything. And yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Oh my it's, gosh. It's hard. It's really hard because people, people forget it's not just simply holding your breath, but being able to hold your breath and make a certain face or holding your breath and being able to open your eyes underwater can be difficult. 
or mm-hmm. let alone being able to hold your breath in a certain pose because posing upside down underwater is not easy. Yeah, I, I hope that no one ever sees my underwater mermaid photos because they were so awful. I was like, <laughs> no, no, let's just put the tail on and stay on the land because Alexis can't. He's like, can you just like stop breathing out of your nose whenever you're underwater? I'm like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely hard. And then like it, it, there's a lot of elements that go into it because a lot of people don't or many people don't realize actually almost no one really realizes that when you're in water it's going to sound very dumb to say this but you're not standing on something and people are like duh you're underwater but they don't fully understand that when you're modeling on land there's that sense of solidarity that your feet are always going to be on the ground or on an object standing on a chair standing on a platform standing on a sofa whatever you're standing on but when you're underwater you have nothing you can't hold on to anything. So you have to learn how to make yourself neutrally buoyant to actually float in the middle of the water column. And you have to be able to push your hair out of the way, get yourself ready, wipe all the bubbles off your eyelashes and eyebrows, make sure you're not releasing any bubbles. And real, real professionals are able to get all the air out of their nose. Not not the air that they're holding in their lungs, but there's always a little bit of air that's in your nose and be able to get that out completely and then pose. That is a talent. It is a talent and it is a skill. It is. It is hard. (laughs) And I love what you mentioned too, that I, that really caught my attention was the spokes on the wheel thing, because I, I, I think that's incredible. And I feel like there's never been that sense of big community in the princess party industry. Like we've, what you just said with like how there's the artists and the photographers and all that, no one ever thinks about putting together the different professionals in our industry to think of it that way. Our, Mm -hmm. like a company owner is very much like she stands on her own. Like every company owner stands on their own and there's a lot of competition and cattiness and a lot of toxicity, which I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm, I will, I will uh, eradicate, (laughs) maybe not completely, but I will eradicate most of it. And that is my mission. And that is my purpose. So that being said, when you think of mermaiding and you think of the joy that it brings to your soul within the next few years or, you know, for the rest of your life, what would be some of your biggest goals that you would like to experience um, through your career as a merman? Yeah, um, I would like to restart because I, I uh, about a year ago, I had um, a mermaid program with a swim school that I ended up um shutting down due to some professional decisions that uh, the mermaid school and i decided to go different ways um and i would like to get that started again simply because i noticed being a professional swim coach for gosh i don't even know how many years probably 13 years um looking back at it i noticed a lot of people just stopped coming to swim lessons because it was like the kid learned how to swim and they know how to get across the pool or the kid learned how to swim in their own swim team, but suddenly they're not, they don't want to be involved or the athletic part of it doesn't really excite them anymore. What is another outlet that they can take? And then I was like, hello, mermaiding. Mermaiding is a great artistic outlet in regards to swimming. So I'd like to get that started that way, you know, kids don't lose that those skills those tools of swimming they can continuously be a part of it but also be able to get better at it um when i try to get parents to sign up for swimming i always tell them it's an investment in their children's future simply because getting involved in a sport is great but getting involved in swimming is a life-saving thing not only because they're going to be able to swim they might be able to 
um, save another person's life. And honestly, getting a child involved in soccer, baseball, wrestling, football, that's awesome and all. And they might win a state title. They might win a national title. They might get a scholarship, but your child's not going to get a job at 15 the way that they can when they learn how to swim. One of the highest paying jobs at that age is lifeguarding. Um, they're not going to be able to certify people who are 30, 40, 50 years old at the age of 20 when they have a lifeguard instructor certification because they learned how to do baseball and soccer. Um, so I really think just trying to continue getting children or even adults involved in regards to mermaiding is definitely a great thing that I would like to expand on. Um, uh, I would like to officially um, become a Mertailer ambassador. I think many people in my community know that. That is something I'm actively pursuing. Um, so um, no pressure on Eric uh, if he does end <laughs> if he does end up listening to this for any reason. Um, but I eventually I would like to become a Mertailer ambassador because Eric, who is the owner of Mertailer. Um, and manages it with his mom uh, and his partner blue um i i i really believe in their company i believe in their image i really believe in their stance in regards to um, nature nature conservation um, artistic expression inclusivity i really um agree with everything that their company represents so it's not necessarily that i want to represent a mermaid company i want to represent their company because it's my friend's company and i agree with every single moral moral aspect that they stand for and i think um the mer taylor family has really invited me in and just been really wonderful to me so i i think in a way i would feel honored to represent a company that has just been so welcoming and loving to me as well um and then i guess a third thing that i would like is just genuinely to you know be um an inspiration. I don't like the word influencer. I mean, I think being an influence is great, but I think the word influencer definitely comes with a lot of um, useless value, in my opinion. Uh, I want to inspire people. I don't really want to influence. So that's just something I really want to do. It's not really like I want to make this amount of money. I want to have this position. I want to make this thing. It's literally I want to inspire. I want to represent and I want to expand. It's really I all it is. <laughs> I love that. That that's I mean, that's so magical. Every I think you just like glitter <laughs> came out of your mouth while you were speaking. <laughs> it was like so magical. Um, the first thing I would definitely love to help you with developing that class for children and teaching them because I don't specialize in mermaiding, but I do specialize in working with children and then also um, teaching parents about the different services that you provide and packaging it in a way that they can efficiently understand and yeah. that they think is valuable, you know? So I would love to help you with that. Um, regarding the influencer or not the influencer, the brand ambassador uh, program, just as a company owner and as someone that's owned multiple companies, your entire spiel, everything you said about Eric and his company was literally, I don't think that he could have a better brand ambassador. That was the most beautiful, <laughs> like magical. It was so positive and uplifting and it was just, I mean, it was everything that you could ever hope a brand ambassador would be. So I know Aww. that that will come true for you because literally Aww. manifestation, <laughs> you just glitter came out, manifestation happened. I am, <laughs> I am working towards that um, for sure. Uh, absolutely. I just know there are a couple things I need to get done before I'm able to accomplish that. And there's nothing stopping me at this point. Eric was 
Eric and Candy, Candy is his mother, um, were gracious enough to give me the opportunity to represent them um, at the National Mermaid Convention, Mermagicon, two weekends ago. I got to unveil a new product for them. Um, they trusted me with, you know, keeping this secret for, gosh, I don't know, it was like three or four weeks and it was absolutely killing me because I was just so excited to share it with people. And they gave me the opportunity to represent them for a week. Um, with one of their official brand ambassadors, uh, Mermaid Vlogs, her name is Abby. Her and I were there at um, the convention um, representing the company and it was an absolute honor. So I, I, I have told them thank you, but um, I, it was just, it was a dream come true to just do that for a moment in time and be able to represent them. So it was like, awesome. <laughs> that my heart and i completely <laughs> agree with you on like the influencer compared to the inspiration because i feel like influencers are very much like this is my copy these are my shoes this is a brand and i feel mm -hmm. like like people that um evoke inspiration they're not yeah. follower based they're not like focused on how many followers they have um they're not product based they're way more about like their mission statement and the value that they want to bring to people's lives and um, how yeah. they show up every single day doing that, always providing value and trying to inspire people. It's very different than influencing, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's the very reason why one of my really good friends, Mermaid Christian, and I, we started our Instagram live show called Mermaid Mondays. We really wanted, there's multiple reasons why we did it, but one of the biggest things was not because we're trying to influence people, but we're trying to make sure everyone feels welcomed in a sense that, you know, we we realized there were a lot of people who have been in our industry for years and didn't know certain things, but we're, there's also people who are just getting involved that don't know things. So with this show, we're interviewing random people in our community. And um, I mean, it can be anybody who is kind of known. It can be people who are really well known. It, it, we'll do a photographer, we'll do an artist, we'll do somebody who we know specializes in this kind of area, you know, people who specialize in this other area. And we'll interview them and we'll ask these specific questions that we know people who have been in our industry for 10, 11, 12 years will definitely not know this about them or just know this in general. And people who will ask also certain questions to every guest that people who are watching our show for the first time who are just starting to get involved in our community they will learn a little bit more that way they feel knowledgeable leaving our um show so yeah we we want to influence i mean um inspire not influence because an influencer would simply be like hey welcome to our show we're going to talk about this and I'm going to talk about all these new things I got and what I did during my day. However, when you watch one of our shows, Mermaid Mondays with Mermaid Christian and I, we are talking about some exciting thing that has just happened that we think everyone should know about. We talk about, you know, some funny things. We'll talk, we'll talk about weird things with our guests, like speaking about odd things. One of our previous guests this past week, he's a merman, but he's not. Oh, I don't want to say he's super, super, super well-known, but he's known in the community. But I think what I took away from it was that he will do certain photo shoots with an array of weapons. And a lot of people in the mermaid community always immediately go to tridents for obvious reasons. And he said during his show that he was just kind of like over the trident, that people should not become more knowledgeable of different styles of weapons. And in the background, he just had all these weapons that he himself 3D printed all over the back of his wall. 
And what I took away from that was I'm definitely holding something different in my hand during my next photo shoot. And it's not going to be a trident because honestly, I was going to hold a trident during my next photo shoot, but it was going to, it was going to be a different style. But now I'm like, Oh no, I'm definitely not doing that anymore. Other people are inspiring me. And, but the fact that Christian and I have created this platform, we hope that we are inspiring other people. We're not influencing them. Well, you inspired me and I actually watched one of your videos and you guys were just oh. laughing and having a good time. And I was like, I like these guys. I like them a lot. <laughs> we, we try to be fun. I'm just so happy that one of my best friends in the community is Christian. I think he's just a wonderful human being all around. I love that. And I hope that I get to work with him as well. Um, oh. Yeah, I really, I, I love this. I, I don't, I'm so happy that the universe brought us together and that you were the one that I was able to interview for like my mermaid expert um, for this class, because it means so much to me that you responded so quickly, that you were so professional, that you were so determined and dedicated. And you're also so well-spoken. It's oh. awesome. Like you're great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. No. Um, Christian and I, we try to say this every episode that if you reach out to us, we will respond. Um, it may not be the lengthiest response, but it might not be the shortest response, but we will respond in some shape or form um, because we want to make sure everyone feels welcome. And thank you. Um, ironically, people don't realize that um, I am actually professionally trained in interviewing. So um, that's actually why I'm really well-spoken. A lot of people like to uh, say, because I was raised well, actually, nope, I was trained. I was trained how to answer questions and speak well and how to answer things professionally. I do have my unprofessional moments for sure, but um, that is actually why I speak very well. <laughs> but thank that's you for amazing. pointing it out. <laughs> I didn't even know you could take a training for that. Um, so I did competitive baton twirling for 10, 11 years. And with baton twirling, there's Miss Majorette of, of Miss Majorette of America, Miss Collegiate Majorette of America, and many of my um, students, as well as teammates, we have to train professionally to do those pageants. So in order for me to coach young girls how to answer interview questions on stage questions um be put in the moment we have to i personally myself had to take the training so my coach myself took me through pageant training for speaking on stage and things like that wow that's amazing you just get more and more interesting as the podcast goes on <laughs> like Baton was so cool. I remember I had a baton when I was a kid and I used to be like so enamored with the fact that I could make it spin in a circle, but that was about, that was about it. I mean, I was also really excited that I could play hot cross buns on the recorder. So yeah, when people get to know me, um, I kind of weird myself out a little bit because they're like, what is something you didn't do? And then I actually try to sit there and think, and it's not because I'm like trying to boast myself. There's just genuinely nothing I can think of that I haven't done really well. Princessing. Um, I, I have not been a professional prince yet. So there you go. You finally pointed something out. I haven't done that. Um, however, that might change here soon. I had a professional princess who lives here in the DC area, reach out to me who wants to get more involved in the mermaid community, but she also reached out to me in regards to doing some photo shoots with her dressing up as professional princess so that's going to change soon unfortunately yeah. <laughs> so is, yeah is it Mary Beth? no her name is Allie, Allie um, she, okay. she dresses up as Jasmine um from Aladdin um she is 
she's, uh, gosh, the thing is I met her at the convention and didn't realize who I was talking to. And then when she reached out to me about how to heart attack, um, because I was like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited because I'm actually meeting up with her in a couple of days for her to try on a couple of my tails before she purchases one. She wants to figure out which tail works. She reached out to me. I was like, what tail works best? And I said, hey, you live near me. Let's go try out all my tails and you figure out what's best for you. I'm not going to tell you. Um, so we're meeting up in a couple of days to swim. So I actually going to become a professional prince here soon. So I can say yes to that question, but no, I've, I've, I'm, um, a nationally and worldly ranked baton twirler. Um, I trained professionally opera for opera here in the DC area. Um, I'm a professional merman. Um, I have a bio pre-med degree. I work in the OR as a vet assistant. Um, yeah, there, I do some weird stuff, man. That's amazing. You're just, you are just a caretaker of everyone. You just, you are a nurturer and a magic maker and a skill. You're just everything. You're, you're everything. I'm, I, I certainly try my best when I, when I put my head to something, I try to get really good at it. I don't like wasting my time. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. So I completely, completely feel <laughs> yeah. on that. And um, before we wrap this up, are, is there any advice or feedback that you would give to anyone that is interested in either pursuing mermaiding themselves or adding mermaids to their roster? Yeah. Um, reach out to one, um, reach out to one. If one doesn't respond, reach out to another, if that one doesn't respond, reach out to another. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out to 10 at a time. You don't have to reach out to a single mermaid or merman. Reach out to one of them simply because that's the best advice you're going to get something. I mean, that's the best advice that you're going to get from, not by watching a video, not by reading something off of a blog or a thread or something like that. The best advice you're going to get is by directly messaging a professional mermaid or merman and just asking a very straightforward question. Hey, I have some questions and they will give it to you straight. They will answer the question to the best of their ability. Um, if you're starting out or wishing to add mermaids to your business or things like that, reach out to them. They'll be able to point you in the correct direction as well as make sure that you are taken care of. They'll be, they'll make sure you're getting connected to the right people, getting connected to the right products, making sure that you're safe as well as um, things or avenues you can take in regards to getting more involved. Awesome. And can anybody that's listening reach out to you? Absolutely. Like I said, if you reach out to me or Mermaid Christian, we will absolutely respond. Hey, I love that. Well, thank you, Jacob, for coming on the podcast and blessing me with your beautiful <laughs> brain knowledge, your soul, and your past dolphin experience in your life. And um, just... <laughs> I probably was, honestly. Uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, I sense it. I know it. I know. Yeah, it was my personality. I feel like I was the dog of the sea. So yeah, I probably was a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> well, yes. No, thank you so much for having me. And I really do appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, any way that I can help spread awareness of our community, I will absolutely take it up. So definitely thank you so much for opening up this platform for me and the rest of the mermaid community. Of course. Thank you. And uh, I hope to work with you again soon. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippity boppity bankrolls or visit me on my website at bippity boppity bankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.